I could just put like a sheet behind me so it's less toilety. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Toilet vibes fine. Okay. <laughs> do you mean audio? Yeah, do you know? Yeah. Do you know that Tang's a sound engineer? No. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that. Yeah. I'm like the the headphones looks good. You've got a mic stand. Oh yeah. No, it's because of these things. Because of my education from him he's like oh the room's gonna give this bad sound it's just a little bit echoey but it's fine okay i can hear you well (laughs) okay good i won't tell anyone you're actually on the toilet oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um how have you been good one good just trying to get back into it Mm. I want one of those. The smoothie? <laughs> yeah. I dropped Akira off at my aunt's this morning. So my aunt's Thai and um, I'm sure you know what it's like. Maybe with Asian families, there's you always leave with food. Yes. And you yes. always eat something when you're, you know. Yes. Like, um, every time at my aunt's house, she's like, here, I made you something. Or here, That's take this to go home. And I'm like, you watch my kid once twice a week all day and you make me food (laughs) i know i know tank's parents are coming today and they'll be bringing lunch (laughs) and watching ren (laughs) i know (laughs) um sorry before we go on do you want to tell us who you are and what you do uh yes so i am erin and i'm a ceramic designer and -hmm. print designer and i make jewelry and vases Nice. And um, how long have you been in the business? In the business since 2011. And Mm. then I think about um, four or five years ago, Tang came on board full time as well. Yeah. So now we run it together and we do everything from the downstairs of our house. And then we have casuals that come in and help us on production. Oh, you do? Yeah. So that that started last year because um, of Ren. Oh, yeah. 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 It was pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) And because your work is quite, I find clay quite um, hands-on. It is. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm recording in my studio and Mm. since one of our cats passed away, Bones has been really stressed and he's been going to the toilet where he's not meant to and that clay is my studio rug. so I put a litter, cat litter, just under one of the workbench and he's going at it right now. So I'm sorry oh, cool. if you can hear him scratching the litter box. No, I can't. <laughs> now he's looking at his litter box like something's happened. Mm. I think he's fine. Sorry. What did you do before going um, full-time on ceramics? Uh, uni and waitressing. Oh, so, so you jumped right into starting your own I did. And that wow. was intentional because I, I thought, like, if I get a full-time job, I will be too scared to leave it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I did a lot of waitressing for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. And right. then, um, yeah, Tang and I had the little shop space for a couple of years. And so that was kind of my transition out of waitressing. I did the shop. And then mm. when we closed that, I did full-time ceramics. And what did Tang – oh, so Tang was a sound engineer before he – Yeah. Yeah. 
what was that moment where um, you guys are like, I need two people in the business? Uh, because he, because sound engineers, like, um, you know, you work as a contractor, mm. but he got offered a full-time job. So it was like, are you going to do this or this? And he just slept on it for one night and then woke up and was like, all right, I'll join you. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to <laughs> pressure him too much, but course, yeah. in respect, it's, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself. Yeah, it's hard work. There's a lot of things to do. Yeah, it's hard work. And the other thing that is so awesome about having two people is just having the sounding board because I think from what I hear from other small business owners, I think that's like one of the hardest things is just having to make every decision by yourself. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll start with your pregnancy, I guess. How was the pregnancy and working yeah, it was actually good. So I like I think for about two years before falling pregnant with Ren, I was a bit like I sort of thought I wanted a baby, but I sort of didn't. I didn't have like a super strong yearning. And so I was like, does that mean that I shouldn't have a baby because I'm not like, you know, crazy about having a baby? And I didn't know how it was going to work with work and everything. And ha. Uh, yeah, it just felt like I wasn't sure. And then one of my friends, just on an off-the-cuff phone conversation, she was like, oh, you know, it's actually really nice being pregnant. And I'd only heard kind of negative things about being pregnant. Mm. And that was the first time. And she's a very sort of practical, unflowery person. So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting to hear for once. Um, and... Yeah, so all this is to say I didn't have huge expectations that it was going to be this great experience, but I was actually pleasantly surprised yeah. that it, I did enjoy the whole process. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, working was actually fine until the very end because mm. we, yeah, Ren was born in February and so, you know, obviously Christmas time's crazy busy. And then in January, we were like, we've got to get prepared to hand over to staff. So we were also really busy in January. Right. And it was only at the end of January. I remember I worked up until the Friday before she was born and she was born on the Monday. <laughs> and I remember that Friday feeling like, oh, you know, I'm working so hard. This is too much. <laughs> and I felt sorry for myself that day. Mm. But it was so hot. Mm. I remember I had a cold bath in the middle of the day as well. But, um, yeah, mostly it was good. And at the beginning I thought like, oh, how am I going to go for like a whole nine months without drinking? <laughs> and the first two weeks it was a bit like I felt like I was missing out. But... I was surprised how used to it I got. Mm. It made me realise how habitual it is and how it's like, yeah, it doesn't give you that much. But, yeah, so pregnancy ended up being good. Are you back, are you back on the booze? <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> but I have found that um, Ren has destroyed my ability to drink because um I can just feel it if I have like a glass and a half I can feel it in my eyeballs the next day (laughs) and it's like 
I mean, I love having a glass of wine. Yeah, right. But yeah, I don't know. Are you still breastfeeding? It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm very conscious about I don't I don't drink much and I never have been a big drinker because I just you know, get that Asian glow. Oh yeah. I hate it. It's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah you've been drinking, look. your face <laughs> is red. Um, exactly. So now even if we go like on special occasions where I can drink, if I want to, I still don't drink as much because I can't get drunk because Akira still wakes up. I, yeah. I say this, I say this in every freaking episode. She still wakes up every you know, whatever, how many times a night and I would have to get up Yeah, and, you know, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't really get drunk because baby nah. doesn't care if I'm drunk. Nah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I pretty much have zero interest in getting drunk, but I mm. would like to be able to have, you know, two glasses of wine without having a hangover. Yeah. But... Right. <laughs> Ren. It's okay. Mm. And then how many weeks pregnant were you when you were doing big design in December? Oh, many. <laughs> I can't that was remember like what. Eight, I think it was eight months then. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was even ten. Ten months. It's probably ten. No, shit. You're only pregnant for nine months, I'm thinking. <laughs> if it's 40, it, this is so confusing. I was so confused because it's like 40 weeks isn't nine months though, is it? I'm going to sound so dumb right now. Mm, me too. Me too. Well, let's, um, let's step away from mats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was many weeks pregnant and I yeah. thought it would be very difficult, but it was fine. It's much more difficult doing a market in December when you have a baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up doing Sydney by yourself last year? Yeah, but my, my, my folks came. So my parents drove up from Canberra and um, we flew my brother down from Brisbane. So I had my whole family there to help. And That's awesome. Which I desperately needed yeah. because we had all sorts of courier problems. And, mm. and yeah, they were all awesome. But, yeah, Renz wasn't at the stage where she was happy to just go off with grandma. So, um, right. We had her behind the stand in a baby pen. Cute. <laughs> a little, um, little play area. Yeah. When you look but back yeah, we at got her, there's it. other babies there because somehow other people thought that's like a finders keepers baby area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. Thank you for laughing. No worries, Juan. So was Ren on time? Uh, yeah, she was. Yes. Like smack bang. On Pretty a due much. Date? No, like three days before, but you know, mm-hmm. due dates, they're a bit yeah. of a guesstimation anyway. I know. But yeah, I wasn't really. Who had their baby on the due date? Oh, do you? Three? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. I mean, out of all the people I know, two isn't a lot, but cool. It's something, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently, like 15%. I have no idea. Was it 15 or 5? Um, yeah, so hmm, back to you. <laughs> wow, I'm so rusty at this interviewing game. I have uh, yeah, because like of the whole new uh, decade and all that. Yeah, so we had a break for a month of no 
no new episodes. I did interview someone else. Were you doing them every week? Every second week. That's pretty impressive one. Thank you so much. No worries. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Ren was three days early. Do you want to tell us about what you were doing? How it went down. How it went down, how she came out. Yeah. Hmm. So I, even though it was like near her due date, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't really expecting her. Like, I yeah, I don't feel like I had too much preconceived notions of what would go down. And Were so, you like in denial still about having a baby? <laughs> Being 10 months for pregnant? A, no, for a while. But I think that the whole pregnancy, it really kind of warms you up to the idea. Mm. Um, so by the end, I was like, I think I was pretty ready. Yeah. Helps that you're bursting at the seams, doesn't it? To I <laughs> start w- to feel real. I wasn't ready. I still was. You not weren't ready. ready. Yeah, I was just like, just stay in. Okay. Stay in yeah. for a bit longer. But yeah, that yeah. feeling of you do, it does feel like you're bursting towards the end. Yeah. I was very hot. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Brisbane summer. And then mm. you've got all those pregnancy hormones going on. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so what happened? So I had a lovely friend who had organised a like last minute baby shower for me. Mm. So we, I had um, some girlfriends around on the Sunday night, and you know we just had some food and blah blah blah. And then they, oh, I sent Tang out of the house whilst that was happening. And then I remember whenever I went home, I kind of was like, oh, okay, what am I going to do with myself now? So I was like, this could be one of the last few times and I'm like by myself. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should pack that pregnancy. Or no, what is it called? The birth bag. The oh, birth my gosh. Bag. The hospital yes. bag. You haven't packed it. <laughs> no. Oh so I was like, oh, yeah, I should do that. And so I did that. And I was like, okay, now I'll just like sort of sit here for a bit. And then Tang came home. He'd had a bit of a big night with um, some friends. Mm. And then we sort of went to bed at about 11. And I think about around then, maybe 11 or 12, I sort of started getting contractions. And I, one thing I did do, in preparation for the whole birth thing was um, Tang and I did a course together. It was like a weekend birth course um, with a yoga place. And that was just because I felt like I hadn't, like I didn't go to any of the classes whilst I was pregnant or do any of that. So then as the time came near, I was like, okay, got to do something. Um, Was there a reason why you didn't go to the classes? Uh, just working. Yeah. Yeah. So was this the, like a hypnobirthing class you went to? It wasn't hypnobirthing. It was um, it was more like, what was it called? It was like a yoga baby class. So it was more about breathing. But they, or maybe it was called natural birth or something. I didn't do my homework that well. <laughs> it's <one>. fine. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, Details. But Whatever. it was a course that they 
they just kind of give you a few strategies of how to cope with labor. Yeah. And I thought it was so handy just to have somebody who had been through it before to kind of talk us through what the labor process might look like. Mm. Um, just so that, you know, Tang would have some idea as well. Yeah. And, um, and so they, they, it was largely focusing on breathing and just counting your breaths. Um, they did this really cool exercise in it where they got us to hold an ice cube. And at first they say, okay, you're just going to hold this ice cube for a minute. And then she puts a timer on and then everyone in the class is sort of there going, oh, this is really cold and like moving it from hand to hand going, ah, feels horrible. And then the second time she does it, she like goes, okay, we're going to hold the ice cube for a minute. It's going to feel cold. It's going to feel intense, but just hold it. It'll be okay. And I'll like talk you through. And she talked us through and then you find that you're like, okay, it's cold. My hand is sort of aching, but it's okay. Nothing bad is happening. And so just having that exercise was kind of really revelatory for me because it was like, okay, if I can kind of not fight the pain, then it might be okay. Yeah, right. So I had that going in and I had the kind of breathing thing, the concept of just counting your breaths going in. And um, the whole reason I got onto this big tangent was that in that course, they kind of emphasized that you don't know how labor is going to go down. So it could be that you're in like pre-labor for three days or it could be that you're in pre-labor for, I don't know, three hours. And so when those labor pains started for me, I really was thinking, okay, this could be, you know, the start of something that's going to happen three days from now. I wasn't thinking like, okay, we're on. And yeah. um, yeah, I feel like there was also a bit of a focus in that course about trying not to go to hospital too early because um you know then you might get sent home and mm. that sounds like a bit of a hassle when you're yeah. <laughs> in the middle of labor yeah. how far um, is the hospital it's only like 10 minutes yeah yeah but still so, it's getting in out of the car that bumpy ride because you feel everything Oh yeah. You're in labor. Oh yeah. I'm so glad it wasn't more than 10 minutes. I just and I wasn't say, thinking about that part, but Tang was like, okay, oh. he had his plan. He was like, it's going to be 10 minutes. That means Aaron's going to have three contractions in the car. <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah. He is really cute. I wanted to say that that's a really good point of you wanting to go to a course that's run by someone who is, who have had a baby. Um, yeah. So we, uh, Dan and I did two class, um, two type of classes at the hospital. One was just like a um, birth, pregnancy, uh, sorry, birth class, birthing class. And the other one was a labor, active labor class where they go through uh, different techniques and kind of what you said, but not as gentle, not gentle mm-hmm. as in it wasn't like a violent class. It was like um, they, uh, show you exercises and 
or like massages or thing part it was more for partners to or support person mm-hmm. so that class was more for them but I loved it because I get to get massage and touch oh yeah 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 <laughs> um <and laughs> that was when that was when I decided that fitball was for me it was um just really the fitball was for you yeah yeah um but the thing was that the midwife who was running the class never had a baby uh, okay yeah so it was always you know, it, it stuck. It was, uh, sorry, it's still stuck now. Like you never had a baby, but you're running a labor class. Like you can talk yeah. all you want about what could happen, but you've never experienced that. Yeah. And then uh, when Akira was about three, four months old, um, our maternal child health nurse um, said that I should go to this uh uh, tr- like a training session called who needs sleep and um it's a sleep training uh pre-sleep training program and i was uh, never really into it but i gave it a go and i yeah. gave it a go a few times actually sleep school a couple of times and the first one again the um, maternal health nurse who ran the class doesn't have a baby yeah so some of us were asking really specific questions and she, she doesn't, you know. Oh dear, the poor thing. That mm. would also be like, yeah, I guess that's like part of the, you know, whole yeah. public health. But it's funny how uh, we, uh, you had to uh, use ice as an example for how to cope with pain. Yeah. Um, my version at my pregnancy uh, prenatal Pilates course was that we had to do a squat against the wall for. Oh, okay. Minute. Yeah. And I, and I call it the squat of death. It was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's good. It's good that you kind of figure out who you are when it comes to dealing with stress and pain. Like, do you, mm-hmm. are you the type of person who embrace the pain or do you the type of person who use distraction to take yourself out of the situation? Yeah. Well, I, I think the breathing thing is like a sort of a form of, well, it's just focusing on something else, trying really hard to focus on something else. Mm. But I just think that having those few tools was so handy. Right. And when I was like thinking about this podcast and sort of reflecting on the whole process of getting pregnant and then going into the um, system, I think that that's something that's not done super well is um just talking about what the actual labor might look like and feel like um and yeah i feel like it can be a really positive thing giving birth and it was for me but i i I think it was so handy just to have a few ideas about what to expect because prior to doing that course whenever I had the um meetings with my midwives and things like that we never really talked about what was going to go down on the day and I they always give you opportunity to ask questions and in retrospect I'm like why didn't I like ever ask that I don't know if I thought it was like too big a question or a stupid question or what but like they never sort of said like this is what a contraction might feel like. And they didn't say, um, 
you know, you might experience a crisis of confidence at one point, but that's a really normal thing that happens to a lot of women. And that's, oh, it's like when you go, oh my God, this pain is too much. I can't do it. And that's, um, I was listening to this podcast um, by this Australian birth worker called Rhea Dempsey. Mm. um, And she is sort of an advocate for, natural birth Mm. um and yeah she was talking about how that that feeling that crisis of confidence can have a function in that it helps release these endorphins like it often happens to women when they're in transition yeah and then it helps yeah Mm. and so like I had I had heard yeah, I don't know. It's funny when it happens to you because it feels really unique. <laughs> but it, I, I feel like that could, it sounds like it's something that happens and it could be something that's talked about a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, so I've gone like way wide because we were talking about. Um, we were just the talking night. about the how you were preparing for. <laughs> yes, preparing. Yeah, so. Right. Uh, but then anyway, time on the night Tang has come home from a bit yeah, of yeah. drinking. So, yeah, he, he was a bit tipsy. Mm. Um, and it's funny because in that birth class as well, they, like one of the exercises they do is get you to talk about your fears of birth. And Tang said, oh, one of mine is like, you know, being drunk or something like that, which I was like, that's a weird fear because you never get drunk. And then I'm like, oh, that actually kind of happened. Yeah. <laughs> but he's but anyway, so the, <laughs> yeah, he was prepared. Um, so that night when the contraction started, I thought, okay, this could be going on for ages. And so t- I got Tang to go back to sleep. And then I was sort of trying to rest, but, you know, every 20 minutes you're like, oh, my. Mm. What did it <laughs> so you're not really sleeping. what it felt like? It, it, it is really hard to remember in some ways. I, I mean, I guess it is just if you're thinking about the uterus as a muscle, it is just that muscle is like kind of cramping up, like kind of I suppose pulsating and trying to get ready to push that baby out. Right. So I guess it feels like a muscle working really intensely, um, which is – you know, when you're talking about the squat from hell, it's like that hurts, but it's not bad. Like it's really intense and uncomfortable, but it's like, yeah, that like when your muscles are working really hard and it's like, ow. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like there's something wrong. It's yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's not, mm. it's, it's not like you hurt yourself yeah like um yeah it's it's kind of like i guess people keep comparing it to a really bad period cramp yeah because it's painful but it's not because you've had an accident and right yeah does it does that make sense i it uh the thing that i think is a little different is that when you've got um the period cramps it's so inconvenient because you're just going about your normal life and you're like, this is so annoying. 
and you don't know if it's going to go on for like, you know, an mm. hour or all day or whatever. Um, whereas with the contractions, it's sort of, you know, it happens and then it goes away. Mm. So you get that break from it. And but, it's, it's interesting how when you're in between contractions, you're fine. Yeah. And you're just like a normal person after you catch your breath. Yeah. You're just like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But as soon as the contractions back, you're in agony again. Yeah. And then you're fine again. <laughs> it's a weird situation. Yeah, it, it's definitely like nothing I have ever done before. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I felt like at the very end of it, I was like, I'm glad that I got to go through that because I'm not one who has ever really pushed myself physically before. But I was like, oh, okay, that's why people do marathons or do these physical challenges because you know, it's rewarding. I, I, I didn't understand that before. I was like, Oh, why would you do a marathon? That seems so uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> but now I'm like, okay. Bleeding nipples. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, yes. Yeah, so, so, so anyway, so Tang was in bed. I was up kind of doing weird things like putting covers over the, cur- like over the windows. That's right. Mm-hmm. I just remember because I was trying to get comfortable and I was like, oh, I'll put like a cloth over this so that the light doesn't get in here or I'll move the ball here. And then when Tang got up at like three in the morning, he was like, what's going on? There's stuff all over the house. <laughs> I was like, oh. But you know how you kind of go into this other, you're in this other kind of state. You're kind Everything, of nesting. I don't know. Yeah. You're like you Everything. Know when- when cats are indoor cats trying to give birth and they just go Ah. to this place where they feel the safest and they just like, and it's usually the wardrobe, I think, and they give birth a pile of clothes. They just move. Uh You're the cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah. And then I remember at like seven in the morning, we called the midwife and she was like, okay, it sounds like you've got a bit more work to do at home. Um, so just keep going. Um, and then Tang made me some toast, which I threw up. And then for the rest of the day, I continued to throw up (laughs) from the pain. It's just a, like, it's just something that can happen. Like just some women, just some women that happens to. And one, I think they'd mentioned that in the course. So Tang was really, um, on it with like every time I threw up, he was like, have this water. Mm. And I'd like, he'd kind of make sure that I drank what I'd just thrown up because we'd also heard that if you get dehydrated, then it can slow the whole mm. um, labor process down and you can kind of get into um, trouble. Mm. So that was so good. Um, and then I just kind of spent the day, you know, I was like on the toilet for a bit. I was on the birth ball for a bit, but I don't know. It wasn't awesome. I think the best thing I did was sit in the bath. Yeah. And then I remember just kind of looking out the window and everything feels really still. And I, it was probably the first time in my life that I've 
kind of experienced maybe what people, maybe what meditation's like, I don't know. Cause I often, I just always have random thoughts in my head, mm. but on that day I felt more kind of focused and like centered with mm. where I was. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah, and I think I could feel the there. whole serotonin thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> they say the serotonin, it's like a natural opiate. So I was like, I, I did feel that. I did right, feel like yeah. an opiate type. Not that, yeah. I, I just felt like this is a different space to be in. So then it got really intense in the oh and the other good thing that i did was use that app did you use that the contraction app mm. i found that so handy it was just good because when it was really intense i would um i remember the other thing that was happening is we bought a new fridge and it was getting delivered that day mm. so tang was like cleaning out our old fridge yeah and then, like, as my contractions were getting really intense, I'd have, I'd feel like coming on and I'd be like, <laughs> in my head, I was like, why isn't he in this room with me? Yeah. And then he'd come, like, scuttling in and be like, okay. And then, like, hit the contraction, like, yeah. the thing to say start. And then he could tell me, like, okay, you're halfway through. And that was just so handy to be like, all right, halfway through. And um, then you know that you've, like, only got to hang on for that next bit and then you'll be okay yeah yeah. so that was so good and I remember my mum had always said that they did it differently in their day because they didn't have apps actually but my dad had done that for her and she found that useful so that was sort of one of the few strategies that I kind of had heard about going in um and then, yeah, I, it got to that point where I had that crisis of confidence that I talked about where I was just like, it got so intense and I was kind of in a headspace of like, is this going to go on for three days? Am I mm-hmm. like one centimetre dilated? I just had no idea where I was at. And then I remember saying to Tang, like, I think I've made a big mistake. I should have got the epidural. I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like, oh, um, no, you can, you can do it. Remember Mount Biwa? And that was like this intense, we, we're not like a bushwalking couple, but we did this one bushwalk once where you have to kind of climb this rock face at the beginning of it. It's really gnarly. And um, we did it and I was like really proud. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, maybe I can do it. And was this we, at home still? Yeah, we're still at home. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like, the, in that course, they told us to kind of wait until we were, I was having contractions every three minutes mm. kind of deal mm. or it was three and ten minutes or something like that. Mm. Um, and then it got to that stage where we were like, oh, you know, maybe we should go in. And then Tang was on the phone to the midwife just saying, like where we're at and they were saying oh it sounds possible but you know you might have to go home if Erin's not quite ready Mm. and I remember just like something clicked in me and I was just like we have to go right now and I was like dang where are my shorts and he was like running around the house going oh I can't find them and I was like just get anything just get a t-shirt like yeah like I'm like I don't care if I'm like going naked to the hospital 
and then he found something and we like I just remember going outside to the car and it felt like I had blinders on like you're kind of like aware of the outside but also you kind of have this tunnel vision going on I, I just felt I guess it's like you're just so focused on yourself and then um as soon as we got in the car my waters broke and then like did you get that pushing I got that pushing sensation when my waters broke you mean like to push the baby out yeah like before that it just it had been really intense contractions and then as soon as my water broke I had this feeling like it all escalated and I just felt like in my that my body wanted to push not straight away no Uh, i didn't feel like pushing until maybe an hour after my water okay so then what happened so we're in the car oh yeah thank god it was only like 10 minutes away yeah and then yeah i was like on the back seat on all fours (laughs) and then tang parked in the emergency bay at the hospital and um yeah, I remember just like getting out of the car and going, "Oh God, I gotta get all the way upstairs." And then it kind of like waddled into the emergency department, and this nurse saw us and was like, "Oh, you can take that wheelchair." And so I got in that, and I remember I, I never saw his face, but this guy just said to me, "Oh, good luck, miss." And I was like, oh. you know, I didn't have the energy to acknowledge him, but I yeah, was yeah. like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Tang wheeled me up to the, the lifts and there was this huge queue. And I remember thinking like, oh, shit, I'm going to have a contraction in the lift, but also like who gives a shit because it's happening. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, okay, we'll go. We went. He remembered this other lift and we went like, to the other one and then we went up to the birth center and there was another huge queue and I was like oh god we're gonna have to wait in the queue but of course people are like (laughs) oh this woman's having a baby yeah I think you have priorities (laughs) (laughs) and then we got into the birth suite and I remember the midwife was like okay Erin we'll just um on the next contraction we'll just have a look at how far along you are and I was thinking, like, I think I'm pretty far along. Um, but, you know, you kind of, I was in that, like, I didn't really, I wasn't speaking anymore because I didn't have the energy for that. And um, then she had a look and then she was like, oh, your baby has black hair. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was like at, I guess, 10 centimetres by the time we got in there. And then um, you were crown- were you I'd- crowning? Yeah, I guess like at the top. Of the- I I mean I didn't see what she was looking at, but <laughs> I oh guess my God, that- you got there so <laughs> you're so lucky to get there in time. I know, but then it ended up being another two hours. So, oh. um, which I didn't know was a long time, but in one of the super handy things I found was on one of the home visits that my midwife did is she just did a little bit of a debrief and ran through the notes of my birth with me. And, um, yeah, she mentioned that she was like, Oh yeah, it was two hours. So we were starting to coach you a bit just to kind of make sure you didn't go over that 
to our mark and because then they start to think about intervening and so yeah I didn't know any of that on the day but it was kind of yeah it's just nice to hear that stuff afterwards just Mm. to be a bit more informed but um yeah my plan was to well idea was to have a water birth and then when I got to hospital the midwife was like I don't think we're going to have time Mm. because I got to hospital so late the midwife that was on duty wasn't my actual midwife and then but my actual midwife had to drive in so I ended up having two midwives Mm. for the birth which Mm. was super awesome and um when my midwife got there she was like oh we'll just fill the bath up and just see if there is time and then there ended up being time so I got to um go in the pool for Ren's birth which was like it's still super intense but I do remember getting in the bath and being like okay that feels a bit better that sounds so lovely yeah it was so good we don't have that option here anymore in, in Melbourne oh don't you yeah it, well, we, I was so it was through the it. did you do I did a birth center did you do you have a birth center so when I was looking about the birth center I read that there um it's no longer oh. in melbourne at the hospital where I was, I was at but i interviewed someone else last year and they said it's it's there oh, okay but i think um yeah. yeah i wouldn't have known about it if I, uh, one of my best friends went through um a birth center in townsville and so she had told me at the very beginning of the pregnancy she was like okay so what are you going to do with your birth and I was like I I don't know like don't you just have them at the hospital Mm -hmm. and then she told me about the birth center which I'm so grateful for because it was such a good experience yeah and um those yeah so having the two midwives they were like one of them ended up kind of coaching me through a bit and the other one was just kind of um like she was holding the mirror in the bath so that I could see Ren's, Ren coming down and then she'd go and get me like a cold washer, which was like, oh, that cold washer was like the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, when you, I remember one stage she took it away and she's like, I'll get some more water on that and she put warm water on it and I remember thinking, that's wrong, but I can't <laughs> say anything. And then the other midwife was like, oh, no, Erin had cold water on that. And then she changed it and I was like, oh, thank God, I really need that washer. <laughs> yeah, and I remember when I was in the birth pool, they said, because I guess Ren was taking a while to come down, they were like, okay, Erin, we're just going to try the next contraction out of the bath. So when you're ready, just um, stand up and hop out. And I remember saying to them, I don't know how. <laughs> and they're like, because <laughs> I was just like, ah. you just reach that point where you're like, I don't know how to do any more than what yeah. I'm doing. And they're like, okay. And then they just like gave me, you know, a shoulder to lean on and like, we're like, move this knee. And they just tell you how to get out of the bath. Yeah. Um, And then in the final stages of the birth, I remember the midwife that was kind of encouraging me to push. She, she had these like big blue eyes 
And she was just like staring into my eyes and I was so close to her face and I was just like bellowing in her face. like, (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember at one stage I looked at her arm and she had these massive nail marks. (laughs) And I remember thinking, oh, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you just have no, you just don't like know what's happening. Um, and she was lovely about it. And I, after it was all over, I was like, oh, sorry about that. And she's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it, I was just, it felt so amazing to have her to just guide me through it because you're so vulnerable and so like, but also I felt like I was so open, I guess, because it was a really safe birthing space. I felt really opening helped and it's just such a rare connection to have with someone that when you like, I guess there's, it hasn't been too much, too many times in my life where I'd like desperately need help. And that was one of them because you're just like, this is so hard. And then like to have her there just, yeah, I felt like I felt really, yeah, I felt really open to, being helped I felt like I really needed that guidance from another human mm-hmm. and I just yeah I think it's just such a rare thing to have that connection where you're like I need your help and this person's helping me so much and you're just like got to get through this what's Tang's role mm. during this in all that mm. he was just um you know he was just like the rock like I had complete like I guess I just felt complete trust and I felt good with him but I felt like I really wanted the midwives because they had seen this all go down before so Tang was just he they kind of told him what to do and they were like okay just sit behind Erin like this and hold her like this and so I just like I knew he was there but I suppose I had very little focus on him it was more just like on And on another note, I am so glad that I had heard from a couple of people that it feels like the baby comes out your bum. I was told that by the midwife prior and I'd been told by a couple of friends that were taken by surprise that like they felt like they needed to do a poo. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm so glad that I knew that because you kind of spend your life expecting that it'll feel like it comes out your vagina. But then this intense pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels, the midwife said, it'll feel like you need to poo a fridge. So I'm like, I'm so oh. glad that I knew that and that, you know, when that happened, I didn't think, oh, something's terribly wrong. Yeah, it's, um, I didn't feel like I needed to do a poo, but I did feel a lot of pressure. But I, I really felt when Akira comes out, came out, I really felt it all in the vaginal area. But you're, oh, yeah. you're right, though. The pressure was really in, in the bottom. Yeah. Like, so much pressure. It's so much pressure. Yeah. And talking about butts, who was yeah. on the scooper duty for the bath? Oh, I don't know. They were <laughs> gracious enough about that that I don't even – I'm under the impression I didn't do it, Poo. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Were you worried about that? I was worried about it a lot because yeah. um, I, can't, I couldn't remember if my body cleared 
the way out or not um part, yeah. of, part of the labor early labor is when you go to the toilet right and you clear your bowels yeah uh and i spoke about this in in my episode i took stool softener oh, when i you? had early labor because i'm like this shit's yeah. gonna come out um pun intended <laughs> baby comes out um so during the whole and it didn't i didn't go to the bathroom i don't think so the whole labor i was so conscious about pooping on the baby like oh, okay because i wanted to go get on all fours but if you get on all fours the first thing's gonna hit your baby is your poo oh wow <laughs> i overthink a lot yeah <laughs> so after that's birth, a bit of a burden <laughs> so after birth the midwife was like oh that's not yours that's the baby's okay yeah. and i'm like i don't really care and to be honest yeah it's, it's probably not mine anyway because this is way too much information, but I was taking vitamins and my poo, oh, yeah. my poo was really dark black because of the oh, iron. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please describe the water birth? I am so hmm. curious. Was the water warm or? Um, I think so. <laughs> no, no, I think it's, I, I, I don't think it was warm. It's mm-hmm. actually... I'm pretty sure it's 36 degrees. I'm pretty sure that they just keep it at that body temperature. Yeah. When Akira came out, I remember the pain instantly and it was a burning sensation. The ring of fire. Yes, that's that's exactly (laughs) what I call it. I would imagine being in a warmish body of water that would help with the stretching. and. Yeah, it was definitely still intense. Mm-hmm. and I had I'd also been told that you do get this burning sensation I think they might have even told me that on the day mm-hmm. but um yeah it's so intense I had a tear and mm-hmm. like it's so intense what you're going through that I remember when that happened kind of going oh did something tear but you don't, I didn't really feel oh, it. Oh, really? And it was like a pretty intense tear. So, but yeah, the other thing that I think about having like in retrospect to birth is when I was first pregnant, I was thinking, how on earth am I going to get this baby out of me? And I was a bit fearful of it. And then what I didn't take into account was how much my body would help me. And like, I remember looking in that mirror that um, the midwife was holding up and just, I didn't look at it much to be honest. Cause I was just, well, I don't know. I, that's just what I did. But um, I looked down at one point and saw what my vagina looked like. And I was just like, Holy shit. Was <laughs> it, it during? Was so yeah. Like right. As like, you know, she's sort of coming down. It was just so big and stretched and, so I was like, yeah, afterwards I was like, well, that's how you can do it because your body kind of changed, like tra- during the whole labour um, process, your body is transforming and like the uterus is helping you and like everything's stretching to kind of help you push that baby out, which is hard to imagine before you've had that happen. I've become a bit of a like... Um, one to be I know birth goes down in so many different ways Mm. and 
like yeah there's all sorts of um yeah I'm a bit I don't want to sound too like oh everything was great but I also like the idea of talking positively about the experience because I feel like there's a lot a lot of like negativity about the childbirth process like before I had her I was thinking well why wouldn't you just get an epidural like what if you've got a pan if you've got a headache you have a panadol why would you go through it all Mm. and now that I have gone through it all I'm like oh I'm glad that I did get the opportunity to go through it and yeah it's sort of I suppose thinking about the body the pain being more similar to what you might experience in sports or like, you know, climbing Everest or something where it's like intensely uncomfortable, but people kind of celebrate that pain and think of it as a positive thing. Mm. Whereas I feel like growing up and watching movies and stuff, all I ever saw was like, Oh, it's this horrible thing that happens to women that women have to put up with. And um, yeah, men are lucky because they don't have to do it. And so now I'm like, no, it's actually like, can be quite amazing. Do you think that? <laughs> but yeah, I'm also cautious it? that a lot of women don't get to have that, the birth that they want. So I don't yeah, want to yeah. be insensitive. No. Um, but I'm glad that I got to go through it. Do you feel like that's what surprised you during your birth? The fact that you came out embracing the situation? Yeah, it was probably more like not during, I wasn't conscious of those types of thoughts, Mm -hmm. but after like on reflecting about on it, I thought, okay, I'm glad that I got to do it that way. And I I had this like fear going in as well that I might, because I went through the public system and I thought um, this was before I got accepted into the birth center I was just like oh what if it's just some person I don't know and I don't really click with and then they're kind of giving me directions on what to do and I don't feel like I'm the one in control I really wanted to be able to choose my birthing positions that was Mm. really important to me and yeah doing it through the birth center that is kind of what Mm. I got to have. Um, I just remembered that and I might be wrong and I'm, I'm sorry mm. if I am wrong, but um, there was this thing called the group midwife where you, yeah. is that the, is that the, no, I think it's a little different. I, I think that is, it's the same concept, but in the public hospital, this is the birth center is public as well, but it's a different yeah. suite. And so it's um, midwife led care. And so, yeah, I think that's might be what ours, oh, maybe not ours is, yeah. Um, there's a normal one which I went through, public system. Yeah. There's a group yeah. mid- midwifery, which is yeah. the same pe- midwives throughout yeah, you the see whole the same thing. midwives. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was told, I think that might be the birth center one. I don't know, I might be wrong, but they really push on natural, mm. natural birth and, um, not really big on um, pain relief. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, I suppose um, that's also like a big focus afterwards when people were asking me about it. They'd be like, oh, did you have pain relief? And I just felt like 
yeah, I thought going in that that might be playing on my mind a lot, but except for that one, like, you know, it was only like a one minute moment when I had that crisis of confidence, except for that time, I didn't feel like I needed it, even though it was like, yeah, it's really full on. But by the time I got to hospital and was pushing Ren out, I wasn't thinking, oh, this would be so much better if I just like had some pain relief. It was more like as soon as I get this baby out, this like, I just desperately wanted her out, you know, because of that pressure and everything. But I, there was no part of me that had any capacity to be thinking about pain okay. relief. So, yeah, it didn't, it didn't end up entering my yeah. mind Mm. Yeah. What happens afterwards when Ren comes out? Um, so it's such a like wow moment. Like I, yeah, it was just like she kind of shot out really fast, which is why I ended up tearing because yeah. her head went from like, I suppose it was like, you know, just crowning. And then uh, all of a sudden she, her whole head shot out and was just like hanging Ooh. between my legs. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, it's so vague now. I asked Tang the other day and he was like, yeah, I can remember that. I, I do have a vague memory of it now. Yeah, I remember when she, like, she shot out like a torpedo into the pool and then the midwife picked her up and she was a little bit um, blue, I think, and she had the cord around her neck twice. Oh. So the midwife just, like, you know, gently unwrapped her yeah, yeah. and she was like oh she must have been doing somersaults in there because she got this around you twice and then she took a she just looked a bit stunned when she came out but yeah I just remember going like oh wow that's who's been in there like wow mm. it's this little person so yeah I so I, I read your question about whether I felt that gush of love and I wouldn't necessarily describe it like that but it was I suppose part of also everything being so intensely physical beforehand, you're in such an altered state by the time that baby comes out that it was more like, it was like, oh, kind of an awe moment, but also mm. there's part of you that's like really calm, the part of you that's like just observing almost from an outside perspective what's going on mm. and part of you that's like in it. And then, yeah, we got out and did the whole placenta thing which is I don't know kind of funny I I I, I think I was on a stool or something yeah and then this thing which just sort of wobbles out between what your leg <laughs> you know do you remember the placenta thing happening yeah it was weird it was like giving birth to a jellyfish yeah but uh, yeah I wasn't, I was, I was still lying down. I ended up giving birth lying down. Um, oh, yeah. So after the baby comes out and I think it's either Dan was holding Akira or they were checking over her. Yeah. No, Dan was holding Akira. Mid- midwife goes, okay, now you got to push the placenta. And I'm like, now? The baby just came out. Like, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, but, but um. It was a very weird sensation. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. It's kind of like pales so much in comparison to the birth. I remember hearing that you have to birth the placenta and being like, oh, no fair. But then when you actually do it, it's like, 
Yeah, it's it so was... easy compared to the baby. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're nothing. <laughs> Let's do that again. And then I remember we must have, I must have ended up just lying on the ground for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I remember holding Ren and then she did like a huge, I was like, reached down and I was like, oh, I've got black stuff all over my hands. And then the midwife was like, oh, she's done a poo. And you're sort of like, oh, I don't know. I was, sort of like, I was exhausted, I think. And I've never experienced being truly exhausted before. Like, because I also hadn't eaten since the night before and then I'd thrown up all day. By the time everything had happened, I was just like, I had lost my voice and I was just like, oh. And then I remember when she, we got onto the bed to do that first breastfeed and um I remember Ren was like she was having trouble finding my nipple and she was just crying and crying and crying and I remember kind of just lying there calmly being not really bothered by it like kind of going you know oh she's crying but oh there's nothing I can do and but I'm just going to keep trying to feed her but yeah it didn't distress me because I was in such an altered state of birthing and then I remember the midwife coming over after a while and being like oh she probably won't latch you know when she's crying like that so let's just settle her a bit and then I was thinking yeah yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) so so and then we had a nice moment with um between Tang and I went because we hadn't decided on her name but we'd had a few floating around and then I remember we were both on the bed and Ren was trying to feed and I just turned to him and I was like, Ren? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay. And then that was all we said. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> that is so lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was a really nice moment. Yeah. And then because I had this tear, I had to get checked out for that. Um, mm. And oh, I remember saying to the midwife, like, oh, I'm really hungry. And then she was like, oh, because you've had that tear, you're um, not going to be able to eat. And I was like, oh, I was so gutted about that. What do you Because I'd had two friends. Because when you go into theatre, you can't, you can't eat prior to theatre because of the um, drugs. But did you have to go under? Yeah. Well, not under, but I had an epidural. I had a spinal tap in the end for the stitches. What? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she shot out really fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was fine. Like Yeah, I it's not awesome, but it's also fine. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess to me like the whole like everything else that happened with the birth was like positive and such a good experience for me that there was this one thing that didn't go my way and it's like the annoying part about it is that I'll have to think about whether or not I have a vaginal birth next time or a Caesar like that's the annoying part about it but I feel like it was still fairly insignificant compared to the rest of the stuff that went down yeah so yeah I wasn't like 
that upset about it. Yeah, yeah. I remember the midwife kind of being like, oh, it's such a shame that you have to have the epidural. And I was like, oh, well, I've got to, you know, have the epidural. That's You're just kind of going along with what you're being told, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But mm. um, I was more upset about not getting a cheese sandwich than I was about the epidural because I'd been told that by two friends that they got this hot, they got a cheese toasty after they gave birth. And then I was like thinking, oh, cool, I get to have a cheese toasty now. And then they're like, nah, oh. you're not going to be. Yeah, I'd, I'd be upset too, actually. I was so excited for food after birth. Yeah, it was like instant. I remember it was like, well, I guess we got on the bed and then I was like, raw, the hunger. <laughs> it was like no hunger. And then I was just like, damn, I could eat five cheeseburgers. No, hamburgers, I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then were you in the hospital for long? Um, two nights. Mm. And that was one of my fears going in because I kind of thought, oh, that's going to be horrible being in hospital. Tang's not going to be there. Oh, but it was so fine. Actually, I liked it because that, yeah, that exhaustion played into it because Mm. it's just like, you're in bed just looking at the baby, feeding the baby or just like sleeping. And I was, I liked that I, the catheter was awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because of the spinal block. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they don't like you to get, yeah. Well they, yeah. Why did they put it in? Because I guess cause the night after, yeah, the spot, they don't want you to go to the, get up to go to the bathroom. But I remember when they were like, Oh, we're going to take it out. And I was like, damn it, that means I'm going to have to get out of bed and go to the toilet. Did you feel like you peeing? No, you don't. You just never feel like you need to pee. Yeah, you never get that bladder, that feeling. You're just lying there and you just don't need to go to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Convenient. It's so convenient. Oh, interesting. (laughs) But, yeah, another thing that surprised me was because I lost a little bit of blood in um, with the tear mm. was how kind of weak I was after the yeah. birth. And I had this feeling like I had to, like, you know, take a deep breath every now and again, like really. Mm. And I was like, what is that? And then somebody said, oh, it's because you've lost um, iron because you, you lost this blood. So when your iron's really low, you can feel like that. Um, but that took a while. Like I was, uh, yeah, I was just shuffling around for uh, quite a while yeah. after. <laughs> I remember when we <laughs> left the hospital, I like was shuffling out like a grandma. Yeah. And someone was like, oh, have you just had a baby? I was like, yeah, can you tell much from how I'm walking? <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was so nice as well. Yeah. yeah that's a good story. You're a very good storyteller. I, um, <laughs> that's I was good. right there with you in many situations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how is Ren now? She's almost one. She's, she's one good. next week. She's one next week. Mm. Um, Already running she's around. She's good. Oh, yeah. She likes climbing. Mm. She likes climbing. I took her to the pool for the first time yesterday and she's like most interested in climbing 
up the side and then just like <laughs> flinging herself back into the pool. Oh, cute. Like, it is cute. I'm like, where's the Because I had heard that, you know, some people are like, oh, we don't use floaties because we don't want the kids to have a false sense of security with the water. water. But I was like, she has a very false sense of security with the water. So I'd be getting her some floaties very <laughs> soon. <laughs> it's also good to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's great. She's very fun. Mm. And um, yeah, that's that has been a very nice. I guess Tang and I didn't have because I mentioned we didn't like yearn for a baby or anything. We mm. did like it was a conscious decision, but I suppose both of us didn't know what we were getting into and then well <laughs> like everyone. Um but we both really like it. So we're like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. I didn't oh uh, yeah, because before I had a kid, I used to look at women at the park and be like, Oh shit, I don't know if I want to do that. That looks mm. so boring. <laughs> but I didn't take into account that it's enjoyable to see your child having a good time. Yeah. Because I'd only ever babysat before and it's like, that's okay, but you kind of would rather be doing your own thing. But it's much more enjoyable with your own kid because you're like, wow, look at them doing this normal thing that is amazing to me. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. And watching them grow and go through all those milestones yeah, it's fun. They're just so bloody cute. But getting work done is very hard. I was going to ask you about that. How <laughs> put ruler down? Don't hurt anyone. How is it going with work? So, yeah, the best thing we did last year was that we got staff, and so that was like so intense at the beginning because obviously we had this new baby to look after and then we'd be like oh shit the staff are coming we haven't prepped anything and like they'd sort of keep us on our toes I mean at first Tang just had to do everything so he went from doing his whole job to like also having to manage the staff and kind of pick up parts of my job and then do everything with the house so that was intense yeah and then I kind of went back to work I guess at like three months ish and Mm. because we work at home we're able to swap back and forth depending on what job needs doing yeah um so that was much better when I was able to kind of go back but yeah it's hard and at the moment we don't have the staff in because it's a quiet time of year but um it's so hard if you don't have somebody showing up being like okay what did you want me to do we're like oh my god the day slips away real fast yeah for sure um what's your plan for Erin Lightfoot this year um my instinct and then I'm like don't say that say it um no I was going to say like make bags of cash but no, <laughs> that's not really <laughs> why no. not <laughs> um what is our what are we going to do we are we'll be releasing a new collection in Ooh. August so I'll, I'm like 
we're trying to just do a schedule at the moment about how to fit everything in. But we just, we have like a core stable of products that we do that we're now pretty good at um, rolling out. Like mm. Ceramics is notorious with things going wrong. So there are always things that go wrong. But yeah, um, yeah I suppose that's a different thing with the, some of the earring collection I've been making for, I suppose you've got, you've got core products too, hey, that like, yeah, you just keep making them. Yeah. Um, and so that's good to, yeah, have those things that we know how to do because mm. prototyping new stuff always comes with complications. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it'll be we're about to do our trade show. So the start of the year is always like we get orders from our stockists and then we roll out product for them um, that kind of ends up going to store kind of before Easter. And then um, we'll do markets are you going to sydney (laughs) yeah we're doing sydney do you do that every year yeah we do i didn't know that and yeah yeah it just i guess that was one of the things that took it from being a um part-time thing to a full-time brand is when we because i feel like one of the most valuable things is just the, the momentum like mm. and it's hard to have it's hard to have maintain momentum without like outside um deadlines yeah. and so doing those trade shows means that because you know how full on christmas is and then after christmas you're just like oh, i'll be chilling now but mm. then how, doing that trade show in february makes us go okay actually we've got to like start rolling out some product and then that just puts us in a better position for them when the markets roll around and then, you know, the year kind of gets faster and faster. It also makes it become more stable um, for you guys. Yeah. When you're going. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, it's nice to have a little bit of a break, but it's also very financially stressful um, because when you don't work... (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very stressful not having any money. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So you gotta be you gotta be making that those bags of candy. Yeah, you gotta Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. So we'll see you yeah, but, in uh, Melbourne um, hopefully in July. Yes. So we might do a few more Melbourne markets this year, I think. Like last year we took a little bit of a step back with interstate markets. Mm. But yeah, I do. I like doing them. Mm. Um, and yeah, I feel like we can, I don't know. It's always a challenge with rent, but it's also yeah. doable. Well, you know that you can always ship your stuff to us. Thank you, Juan. Yeah. You were a lifesaver at Christmas. I can't believe what happened to you guys. That's <laughs> so stressful. So it was stressful. Just quickly, it was things not being shipped in time on time things you know like imagine going interstate with a little baby and you rely all your stock to arrive in one location in time because otherwise you don't have stock to sell for that whole weekend and your stock didn't arrive in time so as stressful as it sounds but um we worked it out uh 
on our end in Melbourne and you guys worked it out on your end in Melbourne, um, in Sydney and Sydney. everything all worked out. It did work out. And then you're like, what was I stressing about? But when you, before you know that it's going to come together, you'd be like, oh man, this is mm. the time it's not coming together. Yeah. I don't get away with it this time. Yeah. But whew. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to chat about? Having a baby, being a little bit prepared was good for me because mm. I, I did have that thought like, you know, when people are training for a race, they've got a coach who like gives them strategies to get through and they like, you might feel like this at this point. And when that happens, you could try thinking this. So I think doing just a little bit of preparation really helped me. And then for business, I think that have a business partner. <laughs> It does help so much. That's really it's, Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's good to have someone you can talk to, you know. Like it's that so helpful. Yeah, um, it's especially helpful when you guys are on the same page most of the time. Dan yeah, I, I mean, we bicker a lot. Mm. We're different people, one. Mm. <laughs> We've been practising at getting along for, mm. you know, how I think we've been together eight years and we've mm. been working together for like five. So yeah. that was another cool thing is that when Ren came, we kind of had a bit practice working together. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, you know guys I mean? feel like Whereas you're I a strong like team as a parent as parents? Sorry, I was talking while you Yeah, were yeah. I think we're pretty good. I think we're pretty good. Oh no. Um, yeah, we're pretty good. Mm. Obviously you always like Everybody has issues, but um, yeah. that's normal. And no, I'm pretty, pretty happy. Good. Well, it's nice chatting to What's you. That? And oh, it's um. Oh, and I was nice charging to you. headphones. Um, it's ah, a good. wireless headphones. Oh yeah, but it was the dead, so I couldn't have. Use it. Yeah, it's pretty good. But no one knows <laughs> when you have it on and you have your hair down, no one knows you've got headphones on, obviously, and they started talking to you and you're just like, oh, let me pause, let me take it out. Yeah. <laughs> I find Ren likes pulling mine out because sometimes I listen to something and I'm breastfeeding and then she just wants to, so I have to hide them with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise she'll be like, what's that? What's that? <laughs> She's going to do a lot of grabbing the order she gets. Yeah, I'm worried about the glasses. Oh. Does that get annoying? Yeah. So Super annoying. Akira likes to wear them now because oh, okay. I wear them. So um, she, if I'm in bed and my glasses are on the bed head, she'll grab them, she'll put them on, and she'll go, <laughs> Mom! <laughs> and she'll look at Dan and she'll go, Mom! You know, it's actually really cute. But... Glasses aren't cheap, and she's destroyed one pair already. No, oh, you pulled him. They are not cheap. No, and she pulled. It was my old one. It, it needed an upgrade, but like last year, she pulled it apart, and the leg yeah. broke. And I couldn't yeah. get a new one for a couple of weeks. So for two weeks, oh, I was walking around the with the gaffer tape. Look, yeah, <laughs> that's not a good look. It was either that. It was either that or one leg. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but now Akira um, would try to actually snatch it off my face and mm. she thinks she's very smart. Yeah, very funny she, too, I she's, bet. She's clever. But um, 
you know, she'll look at me and I'm like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're going to do right now. And then she'll look at me. And if I look at her, she'll put her hand away and pretend nothing was happening. And if I turn away again, she'll be like, snatches off my face. Nice. Um, She's got her tricks. Yeah. She's climbing. The climbing thing is not going to get any better. (laughs) No. Now she would climb onto the dining table and she would do laps. So she would crawl like in circles. Hmm. on the dining table and she thinks she's the funniest thing which she is she's like yeah that's the thing that's the thing because sometimes like when I'm breastfeeding and I want her to calm down and then she gives me this like little smile she looks up at me and then it's so hard not to start laughing but you're like if I start laughing she's gonna think she's hilarious yeah definitely (laughs) and I would do this if she doesn't listen to me I would use my boobs as a weapon. I would literally, <laughs> I would literally, I'll be like, Kira, come on. It's almost nap time because I still feed her to sleep. Um, it's nap time. Let's go milk. And she'll be like, no. And I'll be like, you're saying no to milk. That is crazy talk. Cause a lot of the times she would never, she never says no to milk. Um, yeah. so I'll flash my boobs and she'll be like, oh, nice. no. <laughs> And then she'll look at me and her eyes, her eyes will light up and she'll be like. <laughs> yeah, if she still makes that noise. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, that noise. <laughs> it's, it's really cute. Um, thank you so much for your time today. I really you appreciate it. You are so welcome. It was um, fun. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave some reviews if you haven't already. Um, and, yes, thank you. <laughs> Do I hang up now? I'll hang up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>